I guess I just want to say that if you're a person who can have an impact on a young girl's life, if active girls are coming through your door, my book is a great resource to have so you can be prepared to provide the supportive environment that they're going to need to get through these systems healthy and still loving the sport that drew them in in the first place. We are joined with Lauren Fleshman. She is a decorated American distance runner and also the founder of Picky Bars and the author of Good for a Girl, A Woman Running in a Man's World. Lauren, I, that was just a little bit about your background, but but who are you? How do you describe yourself? Oh, I would say I'm a former professional athlete and elite coach and parent and passionate advocate for women and girls in sport. And, and with, your, with your background, Lauren, what are you most proud of that you have done with your life so far? I think paying attention. Um, I'm really proud that through each stage of my career, I cared a lot about my community and was um, taught to care about my community from good coaches along the way to be able to see the inequities, to see the harm that was being done, and to continue to care about it enough to do something. And I think for a lot of people, trying to hold on to that care and that passion of wanting to care and wanting to change something, that's incredibly difficult, especially when it seems like the system that you are in or a part of does not want you to be a part of it. Yeah, well, that's true. But this is a really exciting time in history poised for dramatic culture shifts. Um, we've seen just a rise in consciousness raising for women's sports with women's soccer and equal pay. Um, we've seen the rise of global sports icons that are women, black women, especially leading the way and changing a lot of the, the things that we have, um, mistakes we've been making about athlete agency, devaluing mental health. All these shifts are happening now, and I think our culture is ready. Well, and this is, this is a book about your story. It's a book about trying to sculpt the narrative around change. And you mentioned that girls drop out of organized sports at twice the rate of boys at age 14. And I guess the question is, how far back does this issue go? Does this go back to the very origination of sports and the idea of what sports were, were trying to be? Well, our sports systems as we know it, the ones we pour the most resources into, right, high school and college, um, those were built around a 12 to 22-year-old male body and male body norms, performance norms, improvement norms, physiology norms. And females are going through something very different during those ages to our male peers. Women had to fight extremely hard to have access to those sports systems, but we didn't get to create them. We didn't get to shape them around us. And so many of our essential and very normal changes to our bodies are stigmatized, sexualized, um, made into euphemisms. Um, they're things that we just aren't openly talking about. And those stats that you just listed are when the first change occurs, breast development. That's when we're losing huge numbers of girls. And a simple intervention of a sports bra provided at the right time can keep a girl moving and adjusting to those changes in her body and still feeling positively about sports and exercise. Well, you, you include a part in your book where I think you were, in, you were in college, but you were looking at the Kentucky Derby and Phillies, a breed that is not known for, for being exceptionally fast compared to the thoroughbreds. They've won three times. And you kind of kept that as, oh, well, that's something that I can aspire to be. And yet, as you mentioned in the book, the more that you lived and experienced and, and ran, you realize that that might have been a little bit more difficult at first glance. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not horses, as it turns out. So human beings, the, the physiological pathways that female bodies and male bodies take through puberty 
far different um, than what you see in other species. Like we're, we are have our own unique differences. And there's a 10 to 12 percent in a performance improvement on average in, among the most elite males and the most elite females that's consistent. And so trying to be the best period at most sports is not a realistic aspiration for women. We don't need to be the best period. We need to be the best at what we do in our sports arena, which which has stakes and storylines, as my friend Kate Fagan says, um, stakes and storylines that are equally exciting. We just need to lean into them. We're speaking with Lauren Fleshman, author of Good for a Girl, A Woman Running in a Man's World. Um, one part that you mentioned in this story and that is all too common is that 65% of women end up developing disordered eating habits. Um, I, I myself had uh, anorexia for a time in high school and know how difficult it can be. And this is something that is continuing through this day. I just did a simple Google search this morning, and there's no less than 14 stories from the last 48 hours about how eating disorders are still more prevalent now than they've been before. Yeah, the pressure to have a certain body ideal has not gone away. Um, and we continue to be flooded with images of a certain number of athletes in their absolute peak form at the peak time of their season. And then we're pressuring our young people to achieve that body physique at at times that are completely unrealistic in their lives um, or just maybe completely unrealistic for their genetics. And when we create that expectation, we're wasting, we're kind of spinning our wheels and wasting our energy trying to be someone else instead of encouraging um, people to lean into who they are and and focus on strength and longevity that's going to get them their best performances. Well, it seems like you have some solutions in mind. What, what would be your ideal world for what sports might shift or change into in the future? Well, we need to be have, we need to be talking about these normal body experiences that female athletes have, right? So breast development, breasts are sexualized, which makes them difficult to talk about for middle schoolers. But providing basic breast education about changing bodies is a way to make breasts belong to the people who own them instead of the eyes of other people and focus our energy on making movement still feel good to people as they're going through changes and normalizing. It's okay if it feels a little different. They're just going to make some adjustments and stick with it. Um, We need to be talking about periods. 87% of female athletes don't feel comfortable talking to their coach about it, yet it's a monthly thing that happens. It impacts our hormones, our moods, our mental health, our immune systems, all of those things. And huge numbers of female athletes are experiencing menstrual dysfunction because they have low energy availability in trying to achieve a physique that is unrealistic for the time of life or unrealistic for their body they aren't eating enough and their menstrual cycle is affected, which affects so many essential parts of their health. And yet, if we can't talk about it, or if we have to use euphemisms like Aunt Flo visiting from Redland or my friend is visiting or whatever, well, we're never going to be able to truly normalize and create a safe space for those conversations. There's a, there was another uh, story arc, and uh, it was especially in the news last year and the year before, and a little controversial, but it was about the inclusion of transgender women in female sports. Have you have you thought about how, does there need to be some creative recategorization? Do, do we need to be shifting a little bit further? What, what do you see as part of the solution to this? Well, I'm not an expert in this, obviously, and it's very nuanced, and trans people need to be involved in these conversations. I can just state, like, observations on my stance on this issue. I think that one thing that can be tough about acknowledging sex-based differences among um, females and males is that that can provide fuel that is used uh, for people who wish to harm trans people, to use that as a justification to exclude them from participating in sports in gender-affirming ways. 
But the fact is, Title IX didn't just provide two categories of sport for the two sexes. It also provided two categories of sport to affirm um, genders. And we have changed the way we talk about sex and gender over time. But women like to participate in women's sports because of the safe space that it creates. And trans women are women and trans girls are girls. And they want to be in those safe spaces, too. And they have a right to be. And so we need to find a way to hold the sex-based differences in one hand, but this greater compassion and focus on inclusion and keeping as many people in sports as possible instead of excluding them. We can do both of those things at the same time. Lauren Fleshman, author of Good for a Girl, A Woman Running in a Man's World. Uh, Lauren, when you speak with the upcoming generations, with the next uh, generations of uh, Olympic athletes, what what sort of vibe do you get? Are, Are they positive? Are they excited about their future world in sports? Oh, yeah. I mean, sports offers us so many incredible things and and those stories need to continue being told and they are and it's it's driving people into sport the key is keeping girls in sport once they get there right and the in in order to do that we have to read books like mine engage with the work that other people are doing in this space where they're addressing the points of attrition of harm of injury and all that stuff and and so we can smooth the way for them ideally the next generation of girls that comes sprinting into sport enthusiastically experiences fewer landmines and problems, and that more of them can can sprint farther into their sport experience and have positive experiences throughout their lifetime. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. People want to continue the conversation. Where can they find you or your works online? LaurenFleshman.com is my website, and Fleshman Flyer. You can find me on Instagram or Lauren Fleshman on Twitter. And there's some great articles and interviews out there if people want to hear more information. Well, marvelous. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to include, Lauren? I guess I just want to say that if you're a person who has can have an impact on a young girl's life, a parent, an uncle, um, a teacher, a coach, a medical professional, if active girls are coming through your door, my book is a great resource to have so you can be prepared to provide the supportive environment that they're going to need to get through these systems healthy and still loving the sport that drew them in in the first place. Well, thank you so much for uh, for your words and for your book, and hopefully you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Take care. Lauren Fleshman, author of Good for a Girl, A Woman Running in a Man's World. The following interview was recorded January 11th of 2023.